Rated mature audiences only. A viewer discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia. A show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. Alrighty guys, welcome to another edition of the Patriot Angle Podcast. Guys, this is Unfiltered with Michael Gardner. Guys, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Lyft uh, industry. Um, what's going on with Lyft? A uh, lot of stuff's going on with Lyft, guys. Uh, we're seeing basically uh, staff shortages. We're seeing rise in prices. We're seeing a lot of stuff. Lack of drivers, guys. A lot. And basically here, I want to plug into the show of just what's going on here, guys, of just the entire industry of ride sharing. It's crazy. Check this out, guys. Every day, more and more people are feeling confident going out again. Now that they've been vaccinated, that means more people calling for a ride, but not always getting one. Lately, it hasn't been the best experience as far as the weight goes. It wasn't hard to find people in downtown Ferndale frustrated with Uber and Lyft, saying the apps have been unreliable. If I need a ride in 20 minutes, I need them to be there. Lately, that, that hasn't been the case. It's been a lot of cancellations, a lot of no-shows. It primarily takes about, like, 30-something minutes sometimes for a you get a response and then sometimes you don't. I put a call out on social media and it appears this is an issue across Metro Detroit. Riders saying they're having a hard time in Waterford, Clinton Township, Canton and Wixom. An Uber rep tells me the issue is not enough drivers. As Americans are getting vaccinated, cities are opening up and moving through recovery. More people are choosing to ride with Uber again. Um, but drivers haven't necessarily returned to the platform at the same levels. Uber acknowledges more drivers are needed and have launched a temporary $250 million stimulus boost to entice more drivers. With the boost, Metro Detroit drivers working at least 20 hours a week stand to make around $30 an hour. We understand the frustration. That is one of the reasons why we're launching this initiative. We we want riders to feel comfortable and safe and for Uber to still be a reliable and efficient form of transportation. And so, you know, that's why we're making such an investment in this driver stimulus announcement right now to try to make sure the service level is back to what they're used to. Uber and Lyft are not the only way to get a ride. There are still taxis. We've definitely seen an uptick in our calls from the general public. Ryan Tobias is the president of Michigan Green Cars. He says they are getting more people calling, struggling to find rides with Lyft and Uber. He says most of their riders are going to non-emergency medical appointments, the grocery store, and to the airport. He notes there has been a slight uptick in business, but nowhere near pre-pandemic levels. We're operating at about a third of our uh, total volume prior to March 2020. All right, guys, you heard it. I mean, the, um, 
the struggle apparently is real uh, with ride sharing. Uh, seeing a drastic change in Uber and Lyft, and this is this is like this is nothing. Uh, this is nothing old, guys. You know, even people that use the sharing, the ride sharing service, said to pre-pandemic levels, it was never like this. Never like this. Uh, blame it on you know COVID. Blame it on the you know the pandemic. Blame, blame it on a lot of stuff, guys. But you know you really have to put the blame game on you know with uh, you know what what the way of society of 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 what's going on. Um, have we become? A society where uh, we're relying more on automated uh, type of features such as robots and this and that. Absolutely. We're seeing it not only in the gig industry such as Uber and Lyft, but we are seeing it, guys, in the restaurant industry and retail. We're seeing it in warehouses, distribution centers all over America, all over America. We're becoming uh, a modern 21st century, guys. Uh, you know, a lot of companies are seeing the work ethic for what it is. No one wants to fucking work anymore. Everyone wants to just have everything handed to them. And as more of a society we become, the more, you know, these companies can basically just rely on robots to literally do the job because the work ethic isn't there anymore. No one wants to put in a, you know, a nine or a 10 hour uh, a shift. No one wants to wake up for work every day. No one wants to go to a job every day. So we're seeing that. And it's, uh, you know, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. You know, where we become a society you know, uh, where, you know, where, where, where it's, where it's getting at now, mind you guys, this, uh, this problem, what we're seeing here, the, the ride sharing, right? Where uh, basically, uh, you know, it, it, it's happening just about everywhere, right? We're seeing shortages with drivers, uh, mainly because what's going on is, and, and here's my personal opinion, okay? Because I use ride sharing service such as uh, Uber and Lyft once in a blue, right? Where I'll order something, uh, a ride. And they're taking like 20, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Now, the drivers are becoming frustrated because, yes, there's less drivers on the road. And when there's less drivers on the road, you're going to have longer wait times in those 20, 30, 40 minute ranges. And drivers, 
sometimes have to drive 5, 10, 20 miles down the road just to pick somebody up. Now, when you're driving 5, 10, 20 miles down the road to pick up a customer, right, what are you doing? You're spending more money on gas, on fuel alone, just to get to that person to pick them up. And then, depending on where they're going, obviously, you're spending more gas to pick to drop them off. So you just burnt like a third of your fucking tank. Are you making any money? Not really, unless you know you're depending on tips. So the company, the industry of ride sharing has gone through drastic changes. Drastic, drastic changes here. Now, before I get into this next clip here, because there's a sound clip I want to get into where a Nedlam uh, senior analyst is literally uh, laying out of where the industry is going, even in the uh, pandemic of what we're facing today. I mean, it's crazy, guys. Literally crazy. Now, I want to get to this uh, this new sponsorship here I have on the show. Literally. Uh, the show literally sponsored by Blip Billboards. Guys, what is Blip Billboards? Well, I could tell you what Blip Billboards is. It is a digital platform. Now, if you're facing, you know, unique challenges in your uh, in your business, look no further to Blip. It's an awesome company. They have payment plans. They have options for you to drive your business to where it needs to be. We use them here on the podcast, guys. Blip billboards. We love them, guys. Absolutely love them. They're a great company. They work like wonders. They are in just about every state here in the country and growing. Now, if you are that consumer that wants to use Blip in only inner cities, I get it. Drive the business in inner cities. Don't worry. They're there. Big cities such as Detroit, Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama, Nashville, Tennessee, Dallas, Texas, just to name a few, guys. They're all over the place. Blip billboards. Head over to the website, blipbillboards.com. You can Google them. They'll pop right up, guys. Like I said, a great aspect to your business. Check them out today, guys. Blip Billboards. All right, guys, back to the show here. Um, I want to get into this next topic here. Uh, basically, uh, piggybacking off of what we're talking about now, the struggle with Uber and Lyft. Now, we are seeing drastic changes. Like I said, don't get me wrong, in the ride-sharing business. Now, this is a video clip here. I want to plug it into the show from Nedlam Senior uh, Analyst, literally projecting of where the business is going now in 2022. Check this out, guys. Doesn't that kind of make sense with Omicron that, that riders would be 
little bit lower than the, the quarter before. Everything else looks solid. Volumes, revenue per user, adjusted EBITDA. Bernie, what's the takeaway for Wall Street? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. The, the major thing is that riders were down slightly sequentially. Um, well, consensus was expecting them to be up about 9%. Um, we actually cut our numbers. We have a mobility sub supply tracker. We actually saw prices in the industry go down um, earlier this year, and, and that told us that there was a demand problem in the industry. We, we talk a lot about the equilibrium of supply and demand before Omicron. It was really focused on getting drivers back, um, and now I think it's going to be waiting to see what uh, how, how the demand comes back now on the other side of, of this variant. So talk to us a little bit more about pricing. You said you saw a drop as a sign of demand, but generally, what kind of pricing power do Lyft and Uber have in this environment where it has been harder to come by drivers? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's one of the big takeaways from the pandemic for the ride-sharing companies is that there's a lot of pricing power, and consumers are showing a willingness to absorb that inflation. Long term, I still think for the health of the industry and to really expand the number of users on the platform, you want to keep prices low. Um, but I think it shows that they do have a pricing lever to play um, at some point here. And I think we'll learn more about this at the Uber Investor Day on Thursday. Um, we prefer Uber over Lyft. Um, we have a buy rating. It's our top pick for 22. Um, and I think that, you know, they have some interesting levers to be pulling themselves in terms of advertising and new verticals like grocery that could be entering. So Uber over Lyft, which implies you like the international part of the story, you like the non-ride-sharing um, part of the story, Bernie. What's the biggest driver, in your view, of, of the upside for Lyft relative to, uh, excuse me, upside for Uber relative to Lyft? Yeah, um, and I think it's really, it comes down to, you know, post-pandemic, what's next? In mobility, it's getting back to prior levels of, of revenue um, in, in, in riders. So the prior peak at, for, for Lyft, for example, is 21 million active riders. They're, they're you know, stalling out about 19 here. Um, but one of the major, you know, thing, um, things from the pandemic that we do not think will be transitory is delivery. And we think delivery is going to have staying power. And subscriptions is going to be a major driver. And the more verticals that are added to subscriptions, that's going to make those subscriptions that much more powerful. So that's why with Uber, with grocery coming or already here, with them acquiring Drizzly, um, we think that that's powerful. And then there's that the advertising business you can throw on top of it. Dara has spoken about one to two percent of gross bookings um, could be advertising. So that's a billion, you know, billion dollar plus opportunity. And just for comparison, um, Instacart's talked about a billion dollars of revenue for 22 um, in 22. And Amazon, 14%, they, um, their advertising revenue is actually 14% of their, of their booking. So it just shows um, it's a huge opportunity once you have that marketplace. While we're on your favorite stocks, Bernie, I know Uber's at the top of your list, but I think you also like Peloton and have a $50 target on that stock. Uh, guys, guys, I, I uh, you know, where the hell is the company going? It, you know, I, I obviously... Obviously, you know, there is a battle. I'm going to bring this into the podcast here now. There is a battle between Lyft and Uber. A huge battle. Huge battle. They are battling for supremacy. Yes, they are. Uh, the company's literally saying, you know, which is the better company? You know, as you can hear, this uh, the senior analyst from uh, Nedlam uh, literally saying that they prefer uh, you know, Uber over Lyft. And why? Has it to do with, you know, Uber has been around a little longer than Lyft? 
it's in more countries than Lyft. You know, because Lyft mainly a United States company, right? It's only usually in the United States. I think they're in Canada. Don't quote me on that. They may be in Canada or not. But mainly, it's not a large company. Yes, it's a little bit on the cheaper side than Uber. Okay. But uh but Uber guys has a huge, huge uh popularity level. Love it. Everybody uses Uber. I mean, you can rent freaking scooters for Christ's sakes on Uber. So it's a really, really good company, I think. I mean, I use them here on the show when I have to get to the airport or, you know, just wherever. You know, I'm going out with my buddies to a bar or something. Fucking love them. Uber, man. Can't plug it enough. But, um, you know, my aspect here on how they can fix this, okay? How they can fix it. Well, they could do a lot of different things, guys. A lot of different things. How are they going to be able to fix it? Well, they can fix their revenue, right? And what do I mean by revenue, right? That's their income. Uh, they, they have to take care of their drivers, without a doubt. I mean, this is not like the uh, the 20th century, where, where you know the 90s or the 80s, you know, where you step into a into a fucking yellow cab and you know you're spending you know a, a fucking fortune. Okay, let's not look at it as that. Let's look at it as you know, um, it's a modern form of a taxi, but less expensive. But as a company, as a whole, they have to reward their drivers a lot better because if you're not going to take care of your drivers who are literally the bread makers of the industry, without drivers, you don't have Lyft or Uber. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. More on this, guys, right after these words. Who has live TV? Hulu has live sports. They do. Hulu has live news. That is correct. And Hulu also has live talent shows. It also has over 75 live channels. Uh-huh. Woo! Uh-huh. Flip like cable, stream like Hulu. Time to have Hulu plus live TV. Alrighty, guys, back to the show. Promise no more advertising, no more ads here on the show. Uh, that was the last ad. A lot of people love ads. I love them. Get to know, uh, you know, what's out there, the deals, this, that, right? Love them. But guys, um, you know, uh, where is the ride-sharing business going? We don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a difficult one, guys. A real difficult one as people scramble uh, to find alternate means of transportation because we live in a fucking society where leadership in government chooses to dictate over its citizens, and we're seeing that in Canada, our northern friend. Right. 
where uh, where the prime minister is is literally uh, you know choosing its police force of for excessive force over its citizens. Um, which I kind of piggybacked off of uh, an episode a couple episodes back. Um, you know, some people like are questioning, you know, like that. Like, where's Canada going? You know, with, with, with their uh, whole philosophy on life. <laughs> well, it's, it's not going as good as the U.S. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. But, uh, you know, with this whole gig industry today, guys, in the U.S., the gigish, right? Tongue twister. The gig industry, guys, is looked at all different avenues, all different avenues. You know, people are like, you know, literally taking the gig industry uh, serious. You know, which uh, just yesterday, what was it? The day before on my podcast episode, uh, touched on the uh, the whole online gaming. You know, with the whole uh, segment that I plugged in from a uh, a past Joe Rogan podcast episode, where he had a gamer from Twitch, literally on his show, uh, and he was questioning the gamer, like, you know, how much money can you make? Is this really good as a side hustle and this and that? And he was like, you know, you can make money. Don't get me wrong, but you know, even the gamer was like, you know, this is not. You know, this is not a life choice as a career. Well, I guess a fellow gamer didn't like that because he went off on it. He was like, how dare you, Joe Rogan? You know, this is I make more money doing this than my regular job and this and that. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, seriously. Oh, my God. It's a fucking gig job. It's like minimum wage. You're not supposed to stay there for your whole fucking life. You, you know, you, you, you work these minimum jobs just to get by so you could find something better. Like, seriously, dude? Seriously, you're going to defend a company that is really enriching themselves more than you. They're making money off you, dude. You're an independent contractor for this type of uh, company. And you're trying to say that it's so much better than a regular company? You're not getting health benefits. You're not getting a 401k. If you are, show me. Because I'd love to hear it. I mean, listen, guys. I'm not trying to, like, offend anybody that may, you know, take their heart, take their energy at these type of uh, jobs. But they're not life changing, dude. It's not a get rich type of, uh, you know, job. You want a job? Go work a regular real time job. They're out there. This is what's wrong with, with our work ethic, guys, in this country. That's what's destroying our work ethic. Like shit like this. Literally destroying it. Literally. Like,
I scratch my head sometimes on this crap because like I, I'm wondering like is it ever gonna get better? Are we always gonna be like this? Are we ever gonna go back to like you know the twentieth century? Well, no, Mike. We're not ever going to go back to the 20th century because it's fucking we we don't have time machines. They don't exist, right? I mean, as much as we would love to go back to time when uh uh when it was easier, right, and simpler, and we didn't have all this shit. But uh, but you know, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Um, I also do um. I want to say that uh, we did have Jimmy on the show here, uh, which he was having a lot of audio issues on his end. It happens. Uh, So basically, a lot of people are kind of questioning, you know, like, where's Jimmy on the show? Uh, He had some audio issues, some glitches on his end. So we had to kind of scratch that from the episode, which I do apologize. It happens, guys. Uh, We will have Jimmy back on the show in the near future. But, um... But until then, guys, you know, like I said, it, it is what it is. I do apologize. It happens. Uh, I know some of my listeners were looking forward to hearing Jimmy on the show. But, you know, it's okay. Guys, uh, I got a couple minutes left on the show, so I want to plug this in before I forget. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We will have tomorrow. Yes. Everybody's like, well, you didn't have Jimmy on the show. How the hell are you going to do that? No, guys. I promise this to you. Tomorrow, we will have a brand new guest on the show, Grace Hung. She is a spiritual advisor, a talent uh, uh, talent card. Make sure I had to say that right. Uh, Reader. Something entirely new that we're going to be doing on the show. Uh, I normally don't get into this type of uh, topic, but after hearing her little video bits on Facebook, I mean, the woman is phenomenal. She's a very intelligent young lady uh, that knows her stuff, guys. It's going to be a really interesting show. Uh, Join us tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on YouTube uh, with another episode of Unfiltered with Michael Gardner. Like I said, Grace Hung will be joining the show uh, streaming from Costa Rica. Uh, which will be a really, really awesome show, guys. Uh, love to have her on the show. And uh, love to see where it goes from there. Uh, with that being said, guys, we are running low on time. I want to thank anybody who choose to listen to the podcast today, whether it was on Spotify, Google, and Apple. It's always much appreciation uh, to the listener that does tune us in. Remember, guys, you can listen to all our past and present episodes either on any three of those platforms or anywhere you hear a podcast. Also, too, guys, you can check out both of our websites, our merchandise website, patriotunfiltered.com, and our official website, patriotanglepodcast.com. All the information of our episodes are on that website along with our content as well. You can also follow me on YouTube, the Patriot Angle Podcast. Remember to hit that like and subscribe button for all future and past episodes on our YouTube channel. And lastly, guys, please follow me on social media. 
on Instagram, Patriot underscore angle underscore unfiltered. Great content coming out of Instagram with our reels. People love our reels on there. Get a lot of good feedback. A lot of good views. A lot of good feedback on Instagram. And on Facebook. PatriotEnglePodcast.com Thank you guys very much for tuning in. And as always, we hope to see you on the next podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast, an anchor platform.